0: Angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show.
0: And good afternoon. Welcome to The Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. It is an hour that we have every week, uh, typically live, to talk about... All the good stuff that is happening across North Texas, and uh, this time of year, there is so much going on. It is so so very busy. In fact, just this coming weekend, there are a lot of events, and I'm sure you know you have been uh, very busy yourself, uh, whether or not you're going to these uh, activities or not. Just life in and of itself in the fall is busy. So, we got a great show uh, to talk to you about. Uh, Cecil and I, and every single member just about, of the Guadalupe Radio Network is flying out to Birmingham, Alabama tomorrow to participate in the uh, annual EWTN Catholic Radio Conference. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that. And so it's going to be a busy week for us. Uh, when I get back on Friday, we're going to have most of the day off on Friday. And then Saturday morning, I'm going to be at Holy Trinity Catholic School over in ULIS. So it's actually grapevine officially for the Experitus Men's conference and i'm very excited about this because the keynote speaker is a gentleman by the name of bass ruten and he is a former ufc martial arts champion and uh, taekwondo black belt uh, mixed martial arts and now he's like big time catholic and so I bring this up uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you're a man, you should plan on going this Saturday to this event. Uh, go to catholicbrothersforchrist.com. Bass Rudin's going to be on the show with us here in about 30 minutes. He's going to call in and we're going to talk to him about uh, his life as a UFC champion fighter and also a fired-up Catholic. I don't know if there was a big conversion moment in his life or not or, or what have you. Uh, before that, here in about 10 minutes, uh, we're going to be joined on phone with a lady by the name of Kim Zember. And Kim uh, found freedom after living an active homosexual lifestyle for many years. And she's going to be part of uh, what's called a Freedom March happening this Saturday, October 21st, at Clyde Warren Park in downtown Dallas. And uh, our former uh, employee, Alondra Delara is the one that told me about this. And so I spoke with Kim on the phone last week. She's uh, really out there in the sense of a lot of people are very interested in her story because it's a very important story to hear how some people, you know, may have gotten into this lifestyle and through the grace of God, got out. And so uh, she's going to join us here at about 10 after. All right, before that, we've got a lot of other things to talk about, but I do want to thank Katie Kaiser. She is the communication director for the Dallas Diocese, and she sent me, um, and I'm sure other media outlets, uh, some audio from Bishop Burns. Uh, we're all thinking about what's going on over in the Holy Land and Israel and the the war that broke out a couple of weekends ago. And Bishop Burns, the Diocese of Dallas Bishop, has put out a statement. It's about uh, a minute long, and we're going to go ahead and play Bishop Burns' statement uh, so you can hear what uh, he has to say about this conflict. Here's Bishop Burns.
2: Hello, this is Bishop Edward Burns of the Catholic Diocese of Dallas. I want to assure all of our brothers and sisters in the Jewish community of our prayers, support, and fraternal affection – During these very difficult days, as a shepherd in North Texas, I had the opportunity to speak with leaders of the Jewish community, assuring them of our solidarity at this time. The attacks upon Israel will not be forgotten. We pray that there will be an end to this bloodshed. We must remember that we are all children of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Only through the conversion of hearts will we ever know lasting peace As the war between Israel and Hamas deepens, let us pray to our Lord, the Prince of Peace, that there will be peace on earth. We cherish the words of our Lord who said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessings to you and to your loved ones.
0: All right, statement there from Bishop Edward Burns, the uh, Bishop of the Dallas uh, Diocese. And so, yeah, we pray for, for peace and a uh, very challenging situation over there in the Middle East. And so thank you to uh, Katie Kaiser again for sending that over to us. All right, Sicil uh, and I had busy weekends. Cecil uh, had <laughs> In very different respects Yes, uh, very different You organized A, a, a garage sale huh?
3: Yes, yes My siblings and I Had a garage sale We did a three day Garage sale Friday, Saturday And Sunday We still have A lot of Our mom's things And she just Was a collector Of many antiques And Christmas decor And there was A lot of stuff And thankfully We have a very Large driveway But um, very Very fun But very tiring Days So how, how do you
0: Promote something like that How do you well, know people that, that <laughs> Let people know What's going on
3: That's a great question My sister was in charge of most of the promotion. She did a lot of research and found uh, garage sale websites. I didn't know if you knew that was a thing, Mm. but you can take pictures of some of the items you're going to have and then throw them up on these websites and they'll promote them in emails and to their contacts in the area. And it was crazy because we had people come up and show pictures that they had seen saying, do you still have this item? Do you have that? A bunch of signs went out early, early in the morning, putting out signs all over our neighborhood and city, tried to direct people. And then we just texted a bunch of our friends and yeah. co-workers and friends. So were you happy
0: with how many people showed up? Yeah, we
3: had a good, really good turnout, especially on Friday and Saturday. Sunday wasn't very busy, but we just kind of wanted to give it one last shot to get rid of some more things. Um, but uh, Friday and Saturday, it was amazing. We were still setting up. It was dark. It's six in the morning. And this gentleman pulls over and starts looking. And I'm like, we're not opening for another two hours. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but there are some hardcore garage sales people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People yeah. drive around, look for oh, signs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or
3: there's just people who are driving through the neighborhood. A lot of people working on lawns and things like that. Would come over and check out I don't think I've
0: ever deliberately gone to a garage sale, but yeah, if I see one, I'll stop by and check it out if it's in the neighborhood or something. So, all right. Well, I had a good weekend as well. Uh, Yesterday, they had a festival at St. Edward Parish in Dallas, and I'm telling you, it's really a good thing to visit other parishes because uh, there is so much variety and eclecticism from parish to parish and St. Edward is a largely Hispanic, Spanish-speaking parish and uh, supposedly they've got masses like all day Sunday. Some of them are concurrent, but I pulled up and I didn't realize a festival was going on, but they had the, you know, traditional music and uh, I they have, they've got one English mass at noon and so I uh, participated in that one and uh, was able to make a little announcement at the end of the mass. So uh, thanks, St. Edward, for allowing us to come by. And, of course, the Spanish side uh, had a whole lot more to do than I did. I just had the one mass. And uh, this weekend when we get back from our uh, EWTN radio conference, as I mentioned, the Experitus event is uh, Saturday, and we might have as many as three live remotes. Uh, some of these are still kind of being put together. Yeah, I, one one that's absolutely confirmed is St. Joseph Waxahachie, Mm -hmm. 2 o'clock on Saturday. Yes. Uh, and so that, that's going to be with uh, Father James and some folks out there. That is absolutely confirmed. And we two. just have
3: got an email it should be at St. Martin de Porres at 9 a.m. this Saturday. St. Martin yes at okay. uh, 9 a.m. Um, until 10, 10.30 something like that. That's parts. the ending needs to be determined but yes we will be at St. Martin de Porres this Fall Festival as well. I had a lot of fun there last year and uh, actually I'm going to be out there with one of our ambassadors. Sita is oh, going yeah. to broadcast okay. with me so I'm very excited for that and then on Sunday the one that we're still waiting on confirmation for time but it should be sometime and that afternoon is St. Joseph and Richardson. I'll be yeah, out there.
0: Okay. I, I think that one's going to happen because oh, sure. I saw an email that they were very, Father Stephen was very excited I about know. us being out there as well. So most likely St. Uh, Joseph and Richardson on Sunday will be there. And then also St. Martin de Porres on Saturday in Prosper and uh, Oktoberfest in Waxahachie at St. Joseph Parish in Waxahachie. I'll be there from two to three o'clock. And so looking forward to that as well. All right. uh right. Let's see. What else? Is going on, and then uh, you know, in the the weekend after that, there's going to be some. And so the it seems like when November comes, the festivals just kind of end, don't they? Yeah,
3: they do. They they take that small window that we have in the quote unquote fall of North Texas to do all of the fall festivals before the weather might get a little yeah. icky. But
0: then you get the craft fairs. Oh uh, yeah, you like, get the
3: bazaar, the holiday bazaars. Yeah. You know, St. Michael
0: in Bedford had one this past weekend. Oh amazing! And uh, one other thing is, if you need one other event going on this uh, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, Texans for Life Coalition are having their annual benefit dinner, and the keynote speaker is going to be Mark Howe. Now, he's the one that the FBI raided his house, uh, I think, a year ago or so, and then he was subsequently acquitted of all charges, but they, I mean, a way oh, big show of force and drawn guns, and he had his you know, young kids out there. It was just crazy that what, what they did. Well, he's going to be the speaker. It's this Saturday, October 21st, at the Weston Dallas-Fort Worth Hotel, and uh, there's a uh, dinner starts at seven. There's a silent auction starting at five. An evening of celebration and praise with Mark Halk. If you would like to go to this, I've got some tickets. Okay, I think I have uh, four tickets still. And the best thing to do is email me. Um, if you want to go to this Texans for Life Coalition event this Saturday at uh, the Weston Dallas Fort Worth Hotel uh, in Irving, just email me Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. dot com. So do that very quickly. The first two to do it uh, will get two tickets each, and then I'll connect you with Kylene Wright, who's the executive director of Texans for Life Coalition, and uh, you will be on your way. Com- complimentary tickets over uh, at the in um, uh, in in Irving at this event for Texans for Life with Mark Alk. And uh, you know, I also found, heard from my mom that. Bella House, I I knew Bella House was having an event. They had like an Oktoberfest event on Saturday over at St. Mark's in Plano. But my mom and my sister went and they said it was just outstanding. She said it was like the best food she ever had (laughs) <laughs> and they had a, a, a german band and german desserts and i'm sure german beer and you know all kinds of stuff so congratulations to bella house for putting on a great event uh this past weekend as well so all right if your head's spinning with all these events uh mine is as well uh don't, don't forget coming up here in about uh 20 minutes we're gonna be speaking to bass ruten he is a former UFC Ultimate Fighting Champion, and now, and I, I have to find out when exactly the Catholicism took hold. It might be that he was always a solid Catholic. I'm not sure if there's a big, uh, you know, uh, conversion uh, experience in his life or not. But he is going to be the speaker at Holy Trinity Catholic School this Saturday for the Experitus Men's Conference, going on from 8 a.m. to noon. And I'm going to be there and I'm excited. If you're a man 18 and older and you would love to go to a great event this Saturday, by all means, uh, go to CatholicBrothersForChrist.com, CatholicBrothersForChrist.com. And another event, as I mentioned, that is happening <laughs> yeah. today is the, well, I'm sure, I should say Saturday is the Freedom March, uh, 21st of October, this Saturday, Clyde Warren Park. It's a very different, different kind of event. And I welcome on the phone with me now, kim zember uh who has really gotten out there and is doing a lot of great work speaking about her story and how through the grace of god she was able to uh get out of a homosexual lifestyle and uh, now living chastely and she joins us on the phone to talk about her story and also what's going on this saturday kim zember good afternoon
4: hey good to be on
0: yeah, so tell kind of um go back and talk about your story. I see that it was in 2014 that you surrendered your life to Christ and you became hungry for more from God. So, take us before 2014. What exa- how far into this lifestyle, and how deep did you go uh, before God was able to rescue you from that lifestyle? Can you give us a little bit of your your background?
4: Yeah, for sure. I know we don't have tons of time. So there is a, a book out there that kinda goes through a lot more details, um, called Restless Heart. Um, but I mean, yeah, I grew up in a in a Catholic home, um, family, you know, mom and dad together since they were in high school. And so I really did grow up in a with a very loving Christian foundation. Um, but I had desires that didn't line up with everything I learned, right? Everything that I learned was God's way and I knew um, from a young age that I didn't really have a desire for marriage, um, like a lot of you know my friends did and and that got more and more clear as I kind of got into high school and um, you know before then it was kind of easy to kind of hide and whatnot because you don't really seriously date in middle school and whatnot so but into high school, um, yeah, I was just like, gosh, I have way more of a draw towards women than I do to men and um you know, I, I always knew, I always knew that the desires I had were not what God had planned for me, but it didn't change the fact that they were still there,
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> so you
4: can yeah. have, right? You, you can have a desire for something, yeah. no, it's not good or of God, but it's still there. And so I used to pray, um, you know, God takes away from me. You know, I, I used to wonder myself, like, why did, why do I have these desires for women? Why do I not want to marry a man? Because as far as I knew, um, I didn't have any abuse or anything in my life that maybe would have turned me away from men. And you know, I had a very present mother and father, and so I, I just couldn't figure it out on my own of why I had these desires. I always thought it was just, you know, that something really negative had to happen, um, or what I thought rather, not what I knew. But what I thought was that you just kind of had something really bad, and I didn't have anything that that I could put my finger on that ever happened. And so it was really hard, but my senior year of high school was when I decided, you know what, all my friends are getting drunk, one of them's pregnant. Like, if I kiss my best friend, it's a girl, what's really the big deal? And my goodness, when I made a decision to act on the feelings that I had, um, it changed everything. Um, I ended up living a life, uh, a double life. I, you know, did one thing in front of everybody and um, behind everybody's back. I was, you know, kind of secretly dating women. Um, It wasn't all... Um, a sexual thing. It was just a desire. I I had more companionship. I felt more connected. I felt safer with women. Um, And even though I knew it was sinful, even though I knew it wasn't what God designed for me, um, I didn't really open up to people because I felt like if I had, then they would just be like, well, yeah, that's wrong. Like you need to not do that. And I already knew it was sin. <laughs> I actually needed someone to like walk with me, not just continue to like tell me it's wrong. And you know, I just need to be like a nun or, you know, have, be the cat woman, you know, <laughs> like um, I needed someone to like feel the pain with me. And so I didn't process a lot of what I was feeling. I don't blame anybody for that. But um, I did seek a counselor when I was um, 18 years old. I went to a Catholic counselor and kind of shared everything I was going through. And it was Actually, really sad because um, I felt like more than anything he affirmed a gay identity, um, and that you know God doesn't make mistakes and all the things we actually hear now, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I was like, okay, but I came to you because I really don't believe this is what God has for me, and I don't like this isn't helpful. You know what I mean? Because now you're making me question even the Bible, and and so it really wasn't helpful. Um, I don't blame him either, but um, I will say that was not what I was seeking. I was seeking. For the truth, and then to help me walk and live that out. And so, yeah, I just ended up, um, a lot happened, um, ended up kind of going full bore into the lifestyle secretly, and then thought, no, the way to kind of heal this is just like do really good things. So I ended up starting a nonprofit in Ethiopia uh, when I was 23. <laughs> I moved there and, you know, started taking care of widows and single, ch- single, or single moms and, um, their children. And, you know, I wasn't focused on relationships because I was, like fulfilled in a way but I was running as well it wasn't like I was kind of burying these kind of not so good feelings by doing really good things and amen but that's not like the full story and that's not what Jesus died for and so ended up shocking that I'm fast forwarding just for time's sake but I ended up actually marrying a man because I thought there's no way I'm going to live the rest of my days on earth just by myself like God in Genesis said it's not good for man to be alone. And I don't want to be a nun. <laughs> um, and I phrased God for religious life, but I just didn't feel the call to that either. And so I was like, what do I do? And um, so I was like, I met this really nice guy. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just end up falling in love with him. I loved who he was, but I didn't want to have children. I didn't ever feel called to give birth. And so I just went into this marriage very, well, not, in God's way, you know, um, and ended up getting married. And the night before I got married, I prayed, God, I promise you, I will never cheat on this man with a woman. Like clearly that was still in my heart. It was undealt with. And I thought like, I had to do this in my own power, right? Like Mm -hmm. by my own strength. I won't leave him for a woman, you know, and our own strength only lasts so long. And so about a year, a little after a year into marriage that I ended up cheating on him and with a woman and went back to the same counselor. I was like, I need help. Like now my life is even more of a mess than it was. What do I do? And really felt like it, the mess came, not because of sin. <laughs> um, I felt like the mess, mess came because I was lying and cheating and, you know, living this double life. And if, if I just stopped doing that stuff, then maybe I'd find peace and freedom. And so I went full bore into the lifestyle, into the homosexual lifestyle, um, was open and, and out about who I was dating and um, didn't find the peace and freedom that my little heart was not only longing for, but created for and um, lived in in lesbian relationships for over six years. And um, by God's grace, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I, I was hurting too many people still. I was not, I just didn't ever have peace with what I was doing every day you know, living in these relationships um, or, you know, and they were always monogamous and I, I didn't want multiple women or anything of that nature. I just wanted a companion in life. And, um, but I still never had the peace uh, that I know the Lord died for. And so I just, yeah, as you mentioned, October 17th, 2014, I threw up my hands. I said, all right, God, I'm done being God. I said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord over my life and I need you to show me that you're better at being God than I am. And I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> Every day since then, every single day, since October 17th, 2014, he has showed himself, not that he has to, but he, he chose to respond to that prayer. He has showed himself faithful. He has showed himself true. He has showed himself beyond what I've ever known, experientially, even in the days that I have not been faithful and I have not been good. I am so grateful that his nature, his very character is not dependent on mine. Um, and it's actually his very nature is what has drawn me more in love with him. And so I, yeah, I'm just, I feel like I am by God's grace living a life surrendered to his love. And it's honestly, he is the love my long, my heart has been longing
0: for. Mm. Well, tomorrow's your anniversary, isn't it?
4: It is, yes, nine years, if yeah. I did my math right.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because in in hearing your story, and, and thank you for telling it, uh, a number of times you talked about you didn't want to be alone, you didn't want to be lonely, you <laughs> don't want to go through your life by yourself, but now in a sense that's what you're doing But yeah. I, and, and I think if I fill in the blank with you know the Restless Heart uh, title of your book it's that God fills that hole that you never thought that you always thought had to be filled by another human being would that be accurate to say
4: absolutely whether it be another human being or even another something yeah. right missions work something you know but it, anything beyond him is not going to do it even the things of him wouldn't do it
0: yeah very good so um at what point did you start telling this story this happened uh what okay. nine, nine years ago how how did uh, you know you talked about being out in the, the lifestyle before but now you're out in telling this story and have have gathered quite a bit of attention hasn't it? how long you and tell us about the reaction you get and kind of the public yeah. life now telling this story
4: yeah. I mean, I actually, it was shortly after I told God, I'm telling you, when you say God, mark my words or God, I will never, it's, it's so funny yeah. how a good father knows how to respond to that. And so it was actually shortly after I said, God, mark my words. I will never share about sexuality. Like I will share of your goodness. I will share all this, but I am not going to air this sexuality stuff. The world doesn't need to know about that. I'll tell my friends and my family and it was so cool. I think I wrote the details in the book, but, um, I'll spare everybody, um, all of the details, but I was at a women's prison, um, just doing some, some ministry there. And the Lord really, I felt the Lord really starting to speak to my heart, um, about homosexuality and just to share my story, not to preach at him, not to to teach, just to share my story of how good he is and, and how just surrendering to his love, what it can do. And, um, So I I stepped out on the water and shared my testimony the very first time in a women's prison, Um, and it was unbelievable. The women were crying, and and I thought they were going to beat me up. I thought it was probably (laughs) my last day on earth, you know, Um, and their reaction is actually what God used. I had a woman come up to me. She, you know, uh, was in prison for, I think, 10 years. And she said, Kim, I'm married to a woman. And she was, she was a a large lady. And I thought, okay, this is, this is it for me. I'm going to get punched in the throat and I'm done. And, um, she said, I'm married to a woman. And then she paused and she's looking at me and I said, okay. And she said, and every word you just spoke pierced my heart.
5: Hmm.
4: I know that she and I were meant to have a deep, deep friendship. And I turned it into something else because of, and she just started sharing. She's weeping. She falls into my arms. It was like carrying, catching an oak tree. And, um, we just literally held each other and just cried. And I literally, I left that prison and I said, God, whenever, however, I said, you could use my life for your glorious. If it means that one person understands your heart differently and, and your plans, then I'm all in. If it means that I get shot, if it means that, Whatever, like I'm starting to understand that my life is not my own, and I don't want it to be my own. I lived that way, and it was never fulfilling. And um, so, yeah, that started, you know, sharing. And I, I never ask to share anywhere. I don't call and, hey, can I, you know, come in and share my story? I, it's, it's the Lord has opened different doors, and I just ask for Him to give me the grace to, to walk through them, yeah. um, and to share His heart and and through my story that is continuing. It's not one and done. This is not Jesus the genie. Um, this is Jesus bridegroom. He says that, you know, he's, he's returning as a bridegroom for his bride. And so, um, yeah, just to share the love that he has for us and the love that we were created for, he desires to fulfill. And that, that doesn't mean um, that marriage wouldn't come for some and, and ministry doesn't come, absolutely. But First and foremost, I mean, it's the first commandment, have no God before me, right? And that could be sometimes even our husbands, wives, children, careers, vocations, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, we definitely don't have enough time to get really... You know, go into the depth of uh, everything that that I would love to ask you, but I I I don't want to not talk about what's happening on Saturday because this is the the basis of why we're talking to you right now. Uh, Saturday, October twenty first, Freedom March, Clyde Warren Park. Can you tell us uh, what's happening on Saturday in downtown Dallas?
4: Yeah, it's awesome. So it's kind of like a Jesus festival. (laughs) Um, So we come out. We rented out all of Clyde Warren Park. Um, I'm part of a nonprofit, so none of us get paid. Um, but we are excited to go out. We uh, have a stage set up, and we open it up to the public. Uh, we have praise and worship, and then testimonies throughout. Um, so people who have been in all different walks of the LGBT community, some um, you know, battling with transgender, lived as another gender, transitioned, and then encountered Jesus, and yeah, have now begun to transition back to their God-given gender. We have people who have come out of all different lifestyles, um, and it's not to hate on, on people. It's to share the goodness of God and, and how he's worked in their lives. So we know that the Bible says that testimony is prophecy into someone else's life. And so we stand and we testify to the goodness of God. This is not conversion therapy. This is not to tell people that they're wrong. This is to share that we have a God of the impossible right Mm -hmm. that all things are possible when we lay our lives down in surrender to love not just this scared obedience but this real surrender to his love and so yeah it's it's amazing then um, after the worship and testimony we go out into the street into the public streets and we do a very kind and loving march we're not yelling um, anti things we're just actually proclaiming the name of jesus um, and singing worship music out in the streets to proclaim how good. I mean, people march around for everything these days, yeah. and we're like, wait a minute, let's march in thanksgiving of what God has done and make a public
0: spectacle of the enemy and what he's trying to do yeah amen uh kim zember is my guest uh the freedom march is happening this saturday october 21st Klein warren clyde warren park in downtown dallas and uh kim remind us or, or say what time does it begin on saturday one one o'clock one o'clock okay and i'm gonna ask you a very unfair question because i only have two minutes left in this segment but uh, just do what you can <laughs> with the two minutes yeah. we have but uh, i know there's Parents, you know, moms and dads uh, listening right now, and their you know high school or middle school child comes to them and says, "Mom, Dad, I I, I feel I have you know same sex attraction." Um, well, I, and obviously, you don't give a one one minute answer, but we're going to have to for the sake of time. What what what? what how should they respond?
4: You know, um, read the Prodigal Son and focus on the father. Focus on how the father treated their son. Or daughter who ran far off. Now we know there was repentance, right? But it was the love of the father. It was my goodness, and so just. And I know the world tries to say love, love, love. No, God is love, and so God loved us while we were still sinners, not when we got it all cleaned up. Love your children where they're at. Love them where they're at. That doesn't mean celebrate everything they're doing. Be real on on what is true. Otherwise, it's not love. So it's okay to say I don't agree with your lifestyle, but I love you. I love you, and I will always love you, and God will always love you. And He's got a plan, a plan and a purpose for your life. And so we want to we want to carry the Father's heart, but we need to receive the Father's heart before we can give it out to someone. And so ask the Lord for the grace to have His heart for His children. We got to remember those children that God bless you, but those are His first, and He wants them to be with Him for eternity. And so ask God for the grace to love His children who He's put on loan to you while they're here on earth.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Kim Zember again, the Freedom March happening this Saturday, October 21st, Clyde Warren Park in downtown Dallas, beginning at one o'clock. All are welcome. And it's a very she's has a very important voice. Uh, you are in the culture today. And, and Kim, just as we let you go, thank you for your time in the program today. Your book is called Restless Hearts. Where else? Where can people find you if they want to learn more about Kim, Kim Zember and perhaps pick up your book?
4: Yeah, um, you can go to Overcome M I N, short for ministry. So Over O V E R C O M E and then M I N dot com. That's got a lot of different interviews, podcasts, got resources.
0: Um, and also information for the book as well. All right. Uh, boy, you are great at uh, keeping it within a time limit. So uh oh, <laughs> that's
4: great because yeah. I usually
0: don't. <laughs> yeah. No, no, very good. Kim, thanks so much. I wish we had more time. We'll talk again. Uh, God bless you, and I hope God continues to, to pour his grace upon you. Happy anniversary tomorrow, nine years. Um, Amen. And, and so th- thank you. And again, Saturday, Clyde Warren Park, 1 o'clock. Kim Zember uh, is my guest. Thanks also uh, again to uh, Alondra Delara for uh, connecting me with Kim. Uh, Zember. Thanks, Kim. Uh, nice talking Goodbye. with you. Thank you so much. You All right. This is the Bye. Good News Show. And, wow, from Kim Zember to Bass Rutin. Boy, we are covering uh, uh, the gamut today. Bass Ruten is a former UFC champion uh, fighter, and now he is the ultimate uh, faithful Catholic. I think that's what the UFC stands for now. Uh, we're going to get a call from him in just a moment. Let's take a break. Uh, this is the Good News Show. And, Uh, He is going to be the speaker at the Experitus Conference coming up this Saturday, October 21st, 8 o'clock at Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine. We'll talk to Bass Rudin right after this.
3: Our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Catholic Church in Louisville is seeking a full-time administrative assistant for our parish who will provide secretarial services to the pastor and help run the day-to-day operations of the parish office. The right candidate must be active member of a Catholic faith community and knowledgeable in the faith have a bachelor's degree, experienced in using a computer, experienced in business correspondence, and have excellent English grammar and writing skills. If interested, please send a cover letter and resume to ladyofl719 at gmail.com.
5: Hi,
2: this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm excited to announce the start of a new organization, Good Counsel Careers. We are dedicated to helping high school students make the transition from high school to the next phase of their life, whether that direction is in business, academia, trades, religious life, military, or even a gap year. Through our many resources, your teen will define their interests and values to develop a keen understanding of how they can find God's plan for them. More information can be found at goodcounselcareers.com.
0: Since 1991, the church has directed Catholics to avoid investment in companies that violate Catholic teaching in areas such as abortion and contraception. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors provides investments compatible with the teachings of the Catholic faith. Certified financial planner James Bell is an investment advisor representative. James can be reached by calling 817-608-7853. Sponsor of Guadalupe Radio Network, Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. Kfca.com for more information. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Do you love all that you're learning about the Catholic Church here on the GRN, and are you ready to dive into the deep? If so, join us each Friday afternoon beginning at 1 p.m. Central for Back to the Father on the GRN's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages as we discuss key teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologia and their application to our everyday journey through this life and our goal of returning Back to the Father. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Central, email Back to the Father at grnonline.com for more information.
1: Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191.
0: Welcome back to the. Did you know October is. All right. Uh, yes, I did know October. Uh, welcome back. This is the Good News Show here on uh, KTH 910 AM Guadalupe Radio Network. It is October 16th, 2023, and. uh a lot going on and uh, one thing as I mentioned that is going on this Saturday is the Experitus Men's Conference uh, sponsored by the Catholic Brothers for Christ they have an event every spring they've been doing this for many many years I think close to 20 years but then uh, a a number of years ago they said you know what the spring conference is great let's have a smaller one in the fall a little bit more intimate you know two three hundred men and they've been doing this and it's been really successful and so this Saturday beginning at eight o'clock it's going to be the Experitus conference for men at Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine, 3750 William D. Tate Avenue. The registration opens up at seven o'clock and then the conference uh, begins, I think, 738 o'clock. Okay. Conference speaker is none other than Bass Rutan, retired mixed martial artist karate and taekwondo black belt and muay thai kickboxer and so if you'd like to get tickets for this like i did i'm going to be there i'm really looking forward to it go to catholicbrothersforchrist.com catholicbrothersforchrist.com we're joined on the phone with bass rudin who is coming to north texas this weekend for this event Uh, bass rudin good afternoon
6: good afternoon how, uh,
0: how are you doing i'm doing Sounds fine good, yes right? yeah 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 dave <laughs> yeah good to good to talk with you where where are you by the way um calling from well, where do you live uh new
6: brownfields in texas oh both, you're a oh, you're, san
0: antonio oh you're a texan okay for some reason I, I don't know for some reason i thought you were calling you know from new york or something uh all right uh, that's great well uh, Bass, thanks for your time. Uh, we're all excited to hear your story on uh, Saturday. I don't want to give the whole story because we want people to come on Saturday and hear about it. But can you tell us about yourself? Uh, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like, your early years of your life? Can you tell us a little bit about your background?
6: Yeah, so I, I'm I'm originally from the Netherlands, Holland. Uh, I moved here in 97. I was very sick as a kid. I had a horrible skin disease. I was actually the leper, what they called me in school. Oh, wow. Um, I had also very uh, severe asthma. Every five weeks, I would be a week in bed not able to eat because I, I couldn't breathe. So that went, my whole childhood was plagued by that. And bullying, of course, a lot of bullying. But, uh, you know, when what there's a moment that you say no. And I, that was after seeing a Bruce Lee movie. And I go, like, hey, wait a minute. If I become like that guy... I can't take care of my bully, so it took me two years to convince my parents. But then I started training, and uh, within months I had my first fight against the biggest bully in my school, and I knocked him out. One fight.
5: <laughs> yeah, and
6: that, that changed everything. Uh, yeah, and that was it. That set me on my path, and now I'm talking to you. I became a four-time world champion, UFC Hall of Famer. So I did pretty good with uh, making that conscious decision to learn how to defend myself.
0: Yeah, it's amazing to think that a four-time a champion was bullied when he was little, but I bet that's not too unusual. That, like you said, that's what kind of motivated you to, to get into uh, martial arts in the first place is the fact that somebody was bullying you, right?
6: Yes, that, that was it. You know, I, I, I had a reunion show. Um, And that was it. Was three point three million people watched it. You have to understand that that moment was sixteen million people in Holland. So that's one in five, which is a big show. It's like the, the uh, uh, cool to watching the Super Bowl here. Yeah. But none of the bullies showed up at the reunion <laughs> show. So that was, that was, and I go, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I wanted to thank them. You know, they gave me this wonderful life I'm having right now. So I actually wanted to tell them, but I think they were still a. Uh, Worried, but they shouldn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what well, what was your um, your faith like, uh, like growing up, or did you grow up in a Catholic family, or what? Well, what was your uh, kind of your faith story in the early years?
6: So, yeah, I've, I've been. Uh, I did. My, I was baptized, and then I was I did my confirmation. Baptized after Saint Sebastian, badass saint, the only one who got martyred twice. Um, also happens to be uh, the, the Saint patron saint of athletes and military guys. So this was perfect for me. Uh, but then when I was about 12, my parents decided not to go to church anymore. Whatever reason, I don't know. I think they kind of lost faith. And, you know, I was the same as everybody else, you know, just spitting on the church, saying all the same stupid stuff. Never really was into it. I did believe, though, there was something more to life because I had some really weird experiences. Um, but, you know, Jesus, God, I was, I was far away from that. And what happened was this, I was on a movie set many years later um, uh, in 2014. And there somebody invited me to go to the, to, to, to sit in on a talk. In the break of the movie, we were at the Wynn Hotel shooting. And he said, hey, we have a cabana with air conditioning. You can drink a Coke, you can smoke a cigar if you want. This guy's going to talk about how the world came together. And I go like, ah, okay, if he would have said Jesus or God, I would have said, I'm in my room, I'll see you afterwards. But he <laughs> didn't. He knew that I was probably going to walk. And then he said, no, oh, just how, we, how the world came together. And then something happened. The speaker who came up, Leo Severino, was a very smart theologian, theologian. He, he started talking about the leaf fell from the tree. And the way he did that, that triggered something that was a memory when I was 10 years old, like a very vivid memory But I always thought, why do I have this crazy memory? It's just about a tree. And I was asking the, tree, the, the teacher where trees come from. And then he says, what do you mean? That's, they planted it there. I go, I understand that. But, you know, if you go to the tree before, the tree before, you go all the way back. Where do the trees come from? And when Leo started this talk, he exactly said those words. He says, the leaf fell from the tree. Let's backtrack. And we go to the tree before. We go to the tree before. And I'm sitting there. and I go, what do I know this story from? And then I realized that was planted by God, I think, when I was 10 years old. And we said, you know, like, in 40 years from now, it's going to come back. (laughs) And then you will understand. And then everything started falling together. And and then the way Leo did that, I was just 100% convinced there was a God now, a designer, which is, of course, God. And that was
0: it. Yeah. And that was 2014. (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. When did you last fight? How long have you been retired?
6: Oh, uh, I, 99, and then I went, did one more last fight in 2006. So, seven years after not competing, I did one more. I thought my injuries were gone. Uh, but so, officially, I, I retired in 1999, and then I fought one more fight in 2006, which went thankfully well as well.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I'm guessing. Tell, tell us about the lifestyle of a UFC fighter. I mean, it's got to be very intense. Training is—is is that lifestyle uh, for you, or, or generally speaking, conducive to maybe not such a great uh, moral life? Or what was it like while you were actually fighting those years?
6: Yeah, I was uh, Saint Paul of the <laughs> apostles. I yeah. was—I uh, broke every freaking rule out there. Yeah, drugs—you know, any anything—drugs, drinking, uh, selling drugs. I mean, I've been. I've been a really crazy guy my entire life um, and always thought that I was in control and always thought that, you know, whatever I want to do is, uh, because that's powerful, you know, I decide, you know, I'm not, in, not nothing has control over me. But then when I got back to the faith, I realized uh, it's actually the complete opposite. You know, if you can't stop drinking, you can't stop having sex, you can't do drugs, you can't stop anything, you're kind of a slave to all these freaking vices. So every time I, went, I thought that the tough guy was, able to do everything i realized the tough guy is the guy who can keep himself under control that's the real tough guy and to do that in this day and age is just very very hard so i needed to clean up a lot and that that you will hear that in the talk how i found things because i've always been very good i taught myself my fighting but people go like how is that even possible i never had a coach you know and that became four world titles so it is possible and i find different ways to train and different ways to attack problems and and this is what I did with the faith, you know. I just found ways to really get inside my mind, uh, which is as ADD. It's very hard to control my mind. But if I can control it with certain habits that I create, you know, that's pretty much virtue is the building of good habits. Then, you know, you, you can get a grasp on your life. And I start doing it, and I'm freer than i ever done before, been before. And I'm completely, every vice is gone. Pretty much, you know. I might have a little vice if I travel to maybe shoot tobacco for two days, something like that. But all the drinking, the drugs, the partying, everything is cleaned up. It gave me my life back. It, gave me, it filled up the hole that you can never fill. That you, you, you try. Hmm. The people, people in the world, we confuse happiness with pleasure, I always say. Mm-hmm. And pleasure is something that you can never, you know, you can never fill. That's how addiction starts. More, 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 more. It can never satisfy you. Happiness is the road that we're on right now. Happiness is to say no to all these pleasures, you know, if at least they steer you away from God, they're not good, and then you will become in total control, and that's when my life got together. That's when I stopped driving the Porsches and stopped doing this and stopped doing that and the big watches and all that stuff. I realized it was just stupid stuff that you can't bring with you, you know. Why would I focus on that stuff so much? and that's it. It completely changed my life. I'm 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 such a happier person right now because I feel like I'm finally fulfilling a plan.
0: Yeah, Bass Rudin is my guest. He is a, as he mentioned, 4, five, four, four time uh, world champion UFC fighter. And uh, he is a faithful Catholic. He is coming to uh, Grapevine this Saturday, October 21st, to be the speaker at the Experitus Men's Conference. This is going to really, as you can tell by just hearing Bass, this is going to be a wonderful event. He's going to tell his whole story, and uh, you're also going to be with hundreds of other men. Uh, and just a great environment. Go to catholicbrothersforchrist.com dot com to get your tickets. I'm going to be there, and I hope uh, all the men listening and uh, ladies tell your husbands or brothers or fathers to uh, to come on out here. I think it's 18 years and older. I think if a if a man has a son who's 16 or 15, I'm sure that's okay as well. And um Bass, at at what point did you decide to start speaking at Catholic events, or how 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 long you've been doing that, and how did that get started?
6: It just and that started later. I you know I did an interview. I remember and I talked about that in the speech as well. You know, I, I thought I had everything under control already. You know, in the beginning, the big sins are easy to squash them, but the little things. So fear of God. I don't. I don't even have that. Why do I need fear of God? You know, I was that guy. That was pride. You know, and that's the biggest one you have to tackle. Uh, uh, pride. So once I started to it and it's not. And, and I talk about this in the talk. It's not oh, I'm a world champion, I'm this, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking little things, holding the door open for somebody, that person doesn't thank you, you get aggravated, that's pride. Like little instances where you get aggravated that you shouldn't be aggravated, but it's only because it's your pride is hurting. And once I start realizing those little things, you simply start cleaning them up. And, you know, once I get stronger in the faith and I started talking to people, like last time I did a really great talk in Wichita and even... The bishop came to me and said, well, I, I have no, you, you, you attack, it's completely different than other people do, and it's so smart the way you're doing it. I said, well, I always found ways in fighting as well to do it different than other people because if you're different, you know, you might leave a mark. And I truly believe that there's a few things that people can learn because if I can control my crazy ADD mind... You know, I'm I'm pretty sure it helps really easy on on regular people the things that I do. So I started talking as soon as when I got more comfortable in the faith and knew more about it, and knew all the principles. And once I had that, then I started talking at schools. You know, just little things. And then somebody told me, "Man, you, you start making, you should make a speech out of this. You know, maybe you can help a lot of uh, guys, who men, and we need men nowadays because it's all freaking." they're weak right now, you know, it's uh, feminist, everybody they are all addicted to vices and nobody wants to change their habits. Maybe it's good for you to start speaking. And especially because you come from a powerful background fighting, nobody's going to believe it that you actually flipped over to the, to the, to the bright side instead of the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, it. that's what I decided to start talking.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if you have children or not, but, uh, if, uh, Somebody's listening right now, and their son comes up to him and says, "Mom, Dad, I'd like to be a UFC fighter or a boxer. Would you? Would you recommend that? Uh, Do you you think that's uh, something that uh, a young guy? I guess nowadays girls are doing it, but uh, would that be a a lifestyle that you would recommend for a young person?
6: Yeah, I would, because of the discipline that it because People have a wrong idea because people don't understand it. You know, like I I think uh, violence is uh, what we do to animals." Uh, horses and all this and the the way they got beat and they have nothing to say. This is not violence. These are two people choosing to test their skills against each other. Now, if one of the two people doesn't want to be there, that's violence. But for us, for me, literally fighting a person is exactly the same as shooting hoops and let's see who wins that game. There is no animosity. Actually, aggression is the furthest you want to stay away from because if you your emotions take over, you can't control yourself. You start telegraphing, you start loading up your punches. So the things that you see on TV, when fighters get in each other's faces, 90% is fake. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really hard to find guys who really don't like each other. There's this camaraderie uh, among the fighters. It's, It's really good. Listen, if you get somebody in an arm bar, every single person can simply break the arm, but you never see it happen. And why don't you never see it happen? Because they're not really angry. Because if I have an armbar before you tap, if I want, I can snap it, I'll break your arm. But it never happens. You see? So the reason is that they don't have animosity. It's only for the people on the outside. You're going to go, like, oh, okay, it's in a cage. Well, they put animals in the cage, they put prisoners in the cage, right? And and then it's fighting, and then you see a little cut above the eye, and a freaking heartbeat is going like 150 beats a minute. Well, yeah, that's going to pump out, you know, and it looks all very scary, but these are little superficial wounds. And then if I have to choose my children between boxing or kickboxing or MMA, oh, by far MMA is the most safest of all of them. And people go, are you serious? They go, well, do your homework, Yes. DTE-wise, I mean, we don't have an 8-count. That means if you're on the ground and somebody's on top of you and they start hitting you, even before they come through with some really hard clean punches, if you don't improve your position, the referee's going to stop the fight. An 8-count is taken out. So that means that in boxing, if you get knocked down, well, they give you like 10 seconds to recoup, and then you can go out to take some more. We don't have that rule in MMA because we understand that if you're dizzy in a street fight, you would have lost so they will actually stop the fight. A lot of fights also get stopped by way of submission, you know, like judo or jiu-jitsu, an arm bar, a leg lock. So the head has way less trauma than, than you have, for instance, in boxing or in kickboxing. So if you do your homework, people at home go, now this guy is crazy. Actually, I'll throw another one out that will really blow your mind. Fair knuckle boxing is safer than regular boxing and all the other sports out there.
5: I've heard Now people
6: are going to go, you're crazy. Yeah, because CTE-wise, you can't hit a, heart, a, a head hard, you break your hand. You know, the reason a glove, a boxing glove is invented, it was not to protect the head of the opponent, it was to protect the hands, because people would fight for a world title, they would break their hand in the world title, now they couldn't defend the title, they go like, dude, what, we got to come up with something, oh, let's make a glove so we don't break our hands anymore. Now you put a perfect glove around your hand, now you can hit as hard as you want, it's way more dangerous. So these real good uh, bare-knuckle boxers, they focus 80%. These are body shots. They don't even go for the head. They watch out because if they hit the skull in the wrong way, they will break their hands. You see, so it's the perspective that people have of fighting. If you step back and you really do your Google search, you're going to go, well, wait, this is really not as bad as football. American football, that's when you get hit when you don't know you get hit. You know, and and, and those cause big injuries. So, you know, if you weigh the boat up, I go like our lifespan for a mixed martial artist is much longer than a, a professional football player. So it's not that crazy. It's just you have to see it from a different point of view and take the aggression out of it. And then you'll see.
0: Yeah, very nice. Bass Rudin is my guest. He's going to be the speaker this Saturday, October 21st, Holy Trinity Catholic School with the Experitus Men's Conference, sponsored by the Catholic Brothers for Christ. Uh, just go to com and get your ticket like I did. Uh, of course, I procrastinated. I got mine this past weekend, uh, but they're uh, $39, I think, right now. I'm not sure. They may go up if you delay, but uh, come on out and be part of this event. Uh, Bass, what what, what what do you hope the men are going to come out Away from on Saturday what can you, I know we, we don't want to give the whole talk but what, what's the, what's the, do you have a title for the talk or a main purpose or what, what are you going to talk about
6: yeah it's, it's just to, to address man to, to find out what a real man is you know and it's not what you think it is it's not what society believes it is you know all the tough guys the screaming guys, the profanity guys well, those are the weakest guys, they can't control the vices and once you can't control your vices well you're a slave to those vices well, you're enslaved, so, I mean, you're the weakest person. And the more vices you have, the weaker you are. And, but how can we stop those vices? You know, because I had a lot of those vices. And nowadays, with, look, at, look at the world, 40% is obese. And now people go to me, oh, no, it's not, that's, that's, heavy, uh, that's uh, overweight, and, no, obese is 40%. 34% is overweight, and a 7%, 7% is like extremely obese. You know how bad that is for your body? You know, and I, I, you really believe that your body is a temple from the Holy Ghost within you, right? That's what they say, whom you have from God. You're not your own. You were bought with the price. So you have to glorify God in your body. Well, we're ruining it. We, we, we can't fix ourselves anymore because everything is a pill. You know, we can't sleep, pop a pill, heartburn, pop a pill, blood pressure, pop a pill, cholesterol, whatever it is, losing weight. Why not go to a gym? I don't have the time. Wake up like I do at 5.30 in the morning. Make time. That's the way to do it. Listen, I was taking all these crazy pills. And now suddenly when I got back to the faith, realized that I was not in control and I started focusing on it, I don't take anything right now. I sleep. I don't have high cholesterol. I don't. All the things that I had magically disappeared. And you know why that is? It's because God designed, designed us in such a way that if we keep ourselves healthy, we respect the gift that we have from Him, we can fight everything. You know, we're, we're designed to heal ourselves. But along the way, we became such a pussies, and I say pusy, p-u-s-i, and I took that, I made an abbreviation, and we will come up with a speech, speech about pusillanimous, which means yes. lack of courage, lack of determination. And we don't have that anymore. Everything yeah. needs to be, oh, the food needs to be brought to us. You know, nobody wants to fight it. Do you know that a 22-year-old male right now has the same testosterone level as a 67-year-old had in 2000? Mm. And they say, oh, it's the food. It's not the food. It's we don't get challenged. We're all a bunch of PUCs, like I said, from you <laughs> You know, uh, we're weak. We can't say no to our vices. We're getting bigger and bigger. We take more vices on. We're getting more unhealthy. and complaining if a disease like COVID comes around. Because now, suddenly, yeah, you might die because you never took care of yourself. Yeah. Now, and I want to talk to the guys now and get inside their thick skulls, like I had a thick skull, and say, hey, listen, the real guy is in control of himself. He can beat out his vices, build up his virtue. That's a real person. And women are wired to want a real person. The women who control the man... They're, they don't respect their man. That's a hollow relationship. It makes no sense. It's the same as the other way around this. You know, there needs to be give and take. The Catholic man needs to be strong, body, mind, and soul, and then he has to put his wife on a pedestal. He has to do everything for his wife. He has to be a really good person, and he needs to be in shape. You know, if you if you don't have a sword, sell your mantle so you can buy one. That's, you need to protect your family. Right? Maybe a few classes. Oh, but I'm not a fighter. Well, then buy a gun because it's important that you need to protect your family if, God forbid, something really bad happens. Yeah. And right now, nobody can. I mean, if 80% already is overweight and and out of shape, how how are we going to win anything that if we get attacked, if something bad happens to America? You know, so I hope I can trigger guys into becoming real men. And that's the person who is in control of his weaknesses, his vices and imperfections, a person who is not a slave to his passions, desires and emotions, but a real man who is in control of himself. That's the only thing I want to bring out there. And if I can help him with that... I
5: think it
0: will be great. Yeah, awesome. I can tell it's going to be great. And I love the connection between the the physical world and the spiritual life. And I know you're going to make that connection as uh, you have uh, in the course of this interview. Bass Rutan has been my guest. He's coming to North Texas this Saturday. CatholicBrothersForChrist.com. Get your tickets uh, while you can. It's going to be... Um, hundreds of guys and uh, it's it's just a, a great event and so we do hope to see you out there and uh this is just a, a small taste of what bass will be talking about in person uh this saturday again four-time uh former uh champion of uh, ultimate fighting uh, championship so uh bass uh thank you for your time on the program today and uh we're looking forward to seeing you on saturday but uh yeah thanks for that preview it's it's going to be a great event so thank you very much and god bless you
6: God bless you, my friend. Thank you very much. And I will see you on
0: Saturday. All right, very good. All right, there it is, Bass Rudin, and thanks to uh uh Bill Kula and Rick Self and Bob Dwayne and all the the great guys that uh, put these events on. And uh, you know, they're gonna tell you on Saturday, come Saturday, but then in February, February twenty fourth, that's when the the big spring event's gonna be, and that's gonna be with Jim Cavizel. And uh, this is going to be over at St. Jude and Allen. So these guys just put on fabulous events, and we need to support them. We need to get out there. I mean, if you're not motivated by Bass Rutan, uh, just on what he said right now. Uh, I think we all need this. You know, a lot of us are weak, myself included. Uh, we 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 live softly. We live, uh, what do you say, pussies? Uh, pu, Pussolaniminus is, is that is the word that he was talking about. So anyways, uh, get your tickets and uh, join us on Saturday, October 21st, this Saturday. Uh, registration begins at 7 o'clock. The event starts at 7.30 or 8. It'll be over by noon. And then you can get home and do your yard work and all the other stuff that you planned on Saturday. Catholicbrothersforchrist.com is the website. And uh, just a reminder that the Freedom March starts at 1 o'clock, so you could get out of the Catholic Brothers for Christ Conference and head right on over to the Freedom March in Clyde Warren Park on Saturday, uh, beginning at 1 o'clock. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks to Sissel for running the board. Thank you for listening. And uh, I do still have a, a ticket or two for the uh, Texans for Life event on Saturday as well. After the Freedom March, then you go to that event. You will just have your whole day planned. Uh, if you want to see Mark Houck speak uh, Saturday in Irving, for the Texans for Life event, just email me Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. I got some tickets, okay? God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Joining us
1: for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show.
0: Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844 656